Okay, we're back. We're in Ephesians chapter 4. We've just talked about putting off the old man, putting on the new man, and putting away uh, lying. And uh, and so uh, we get to verse 26 uh, of chapter 4, and it said, Be angry and sin not. So I want to remind you that uh, don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. And, and, and what goes right along with that is verse 27. Um, neither give place to the devil, because that's what you're doing. Um, we're, we're, when we get down to verse 32, uh, and I almost can't wait to get there, but we will. Um, uh, I, I, I want to start almost another whole uh, message uh, from the book of Ephesians. And we're going to go to a lot of other scriptures when we get to verse 32. But it says in verse 28 of chapter 4 in Ephesians, Let let him that stole steal no more. You see, the one thing uh, that Jesus said and, and, and had written, These things write I, write I unto you, brethren, that you sin not. If we find that in First John, and it's, it says, uh, "Don't, don't, don't sin anymore." Now we have Adam, the Adamic nature. We still have the nature to sin. I'm sorry, I have it. We all have it, but we need to use the Word of God, the Holy Spirit of God, and prayer, uh, and uh, to to control the sin or the amount thereof, you're going to sin. But because you sin, you need an advocate with the Father, which is Jesus Christ, the righteous. Because you sin, you mean to have, we need to have a mediator between God and men, which is Jesus Christ. Because you, uh, you sin, we need to have a propitiation or a satisfaction for sin, which is Jesus Christ. Back to verse 28. Let him that stole steal no more. Stop it. Stop it. But rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good. It's good to work. It's good to work. But there's a reason. There's a purpose for that work. That he may have to give to him that needeth how many of us do that well in the united states of america we do it by predominantly by taxation which a lot of people don't like they don't do it with a uh, with a merry heart you know so the government takes it from us and then gives it to somebody else and we don't like that but still we're to labor with our hands I have neighbors on either side of me. Neither one of them has much need uh, uh, um, as far as uh, physical uh, needs, financial needs. They're, all, they're doing all right. But what they do need is the gospel. And we need to work at learning and how to spread the gospel because there are people that need that. So let him work, labor. Uh, verse 29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Uh-oh. 
Now, what is corrupt communication? Well, are we interpreting this literally? Uh, and and figuratively, if you like. But okay. yes. But primarily, literally. Oh, yes. Corrupt uh, means fouled. It means uh, filthy, not, not pure or filthy. Yeah, yeah, that's what the, the word corrupt yeah. is. It's something that's rotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so if all right, so if I were to say something like, "Well, that blankety blank 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 blankety blank." Uh, yeah. expletives deleted yeah forgive him please yeah I, that would be considered corrupt, corrupt. very well, what if i change it like dr billings used to do at Hiles anderson and instead of saying all the foul stuff uh, change it to uh oh i don't know like something like well you dirty brick a pick a pack a lomer he did. He you said that. that. I remember okay. him saying that. I, I do too. <laughs> never forget about it. Oh, you God bless brick him. A pick a pack a he made a big impact on our lives. Dr. Billings. Okay. Um, so let, let no corruption proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of, and here's that word again, edifying. Use your mouth to speak those things which will help to edify others. When Curtis and I are by ourselves studying this word, we study uh, to, to, for, for, the, uh, for the edification, for the, edific for the edification of believers and non-believers, for the education of believers and non-believers, and, uh, and for the enjoyment of being able to do it and for their enjoyment also. We and even edify each other when, when we do stuff. When we do that, because iron sharpens iron, according to the book of Proverbs. And so that's what we do. We run these things uh, by one another. And, and he can think of something that I uh, might have left out and, and, and vice versa. And together, we, and we grow together. And it's good to the use of edifying. Like, to the use of edifying. And then to further even capitalize on that thought, the end of the verse even clarifies it even further, so that it may minister grace unto the hearers. What's the overarching theme of the entire word of God? It's about his love and his grace towards us. Timothy chapter 2 verse 11 says, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. Yep. By the way, is it appearing to men because of your mouth? Because of my mouth? See, that's what this scripture that we're talking about in Ephesians is teaching. Our speech it is means basically mm -hmm. to, is supposed to be used at all times to minister grace unto their ears, whether it's at church or whether it's at home or whether it's at work. Amen. Yeah, I've written a little article, and we'll we'll try and get this to you when we get our uh, website running, uh, and it's called So Speak. So Speak. The disciples so spake that a great multitude believed. So uh, 
take, get the filthy communication out and speak right and um, ed to edify people and to minister grace unto the hearers. Then in verse 30, and it says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Now, wait a minute. How can you grieve the Holy Spirit of God? I, I'm going to tell you something. In Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to talk about putting on the whole armor of God. And when you put on that armor, you only have one weapon that goes with that armor, and that's the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. In 2 Peter chapter 1, we see that uh, holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. All Scripture is given by inspiration, that is the breath of God. And what is the breath of God? The very Holy Spirit by whom he spake to men who would write it down. And we're not to grieve that Holy Spirit. So when we, when we defy and despise uh, the word of God, we're grieving the Holy Spirit. When we, when we refuse to do what the Holy Spirit has taught us to do, we're grieving the Holy Spirit. By the way, the minute you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes to live within you. You're grieving that Holy Spirit, which lives in you, dear believer, if you're not doing things right. And by the way, you're sealed by the Holy Spirit. Now, what does that mean? Because you have the Holy Spirit, and you have the Spirit because you were saved by grace through faith, you are saved eternally. The until believer... Until the day of redemption? Until the day of redemption, it says. You're sealed until the day of redemption. Folks, you cannot lose your salvation if you're truly saved. Isn't that amazing? And yet there are people... Wandering around in our churches that are being told, by the way, that watch out because you could lose your salvation. And I always want to ask them, which sin was, is it? <coughs> yeah, which sin will do that? Yeah, and are you afraid that you're going to uh, do that sin? Uh, and why are you preaching the word of God to me if you're going to lose your salvation later and, and be a terrible testimony? It's it, Believer, it says, grieve not the Holy Spirit. Um, uh of God, whereby you are sealed unto, you know those chron chronological words I'm talking about, when, then, till, well, look at this, till the day of redemption, when God comes back to take us all home. Okay, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Then in verse 31, he says, let all bitterness Holy mackerel. Now this one, this one cuts me to the heart. Me too. Yeah, I used to hate it when the Chicago Bears lost. I, I never got over it for oh several hours and maybe days. Uh, <laughs> I, I, ladies and gentlemen, I personally witnessed it. <laughs> I, I know that that's true. No, now we're, we want to present this and and with a spirit of humor and kindness. Uh, so, uh, but. We all get bitter sometimes. But he says, Paul says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking with you. 
man, you know what I used to tell my kids with regard to that? You watch your mouth, young man. <laughs> now, you said kids. Yeah. But you focused on me when you said, because Kelly's not a young man. <laughs> <laughs> but she, but she's not here. <laughs> and Kelly, if you're listening to the podcast, this goes for you, too. Huh? <laughs> okay. and, and, and so it says, it says, watch your mouth. It says, get rid of all this uh, the evil speaking. Put it away from you. There's that word put away again. Uh, with all malice, get 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 rid of the anger, the malice, the 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 and and then it says this in verse thirty two. And I want to dwell on this for a while because uh, it's been on my mind a lot lately. Um, before I go into this, let me say this: uh, I've been in the pastorate uh, off and on for over seventeen years. Uh, I've been a Sunday school teacher for many, many years, ever since I was about 24 or 25, when my kids were little. I've been an adult Sunday school teacher. I've taught, I've taught the, um, um, the beginner's department, mm-hmm. a, a, even at one church. And so I've taught all the ages. I've taught young people uh, and, uh, and everything. Um, so so what, I, what I'm saying is, uh, I've had to watch my mouth. I've had to have the right attitude about everything. And it says here that I'm to be ye kind one to another. Mm-hmm. And I have been, I have been attacked when I was in the ministry many times, three times very viciously by out and out lies. So what was I going to do? Go beat somebody up? You can't do that. Am I gonna? Am I gonna uh, come back on them and say, "Well, you did this and that"? No, I didn't. Never did that. You could do that. I could do that, but I have these verses. Oh, oh, yeah. And I can't do that. Yeah, that's right. Be a kind one. Even someone that lied about you, Dick. Yep. But that's. My, my wife is sitting here shaking her head, and she knows I've been kind to one who just viciously lied about me. And I've been kind to that person subsequently. And, and so I can, go to, I can go to sleep. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger be put away from you. And he says, and be ye kind one to another. And then it says, be tenderhearted. Now, I played college football. I played high school football. And boy, it's hard to be tenderhearted out there on the field <laughs> when when you got a ball carrier coming at you and you got to stop him. You don't say excuse me to him, and you just don't do that. Listen, I'd like to tackle you here. Yeah, please. Before but, you reach that yeah, first down marker. Yeah, yeah. Now listen, I don't want you to take it personal. Yeah, I've got a job <laughs> to do. Don't get your feelings. Yeah, maybe afterwards. Just doing my job. Maybe afterwards we can talk. About, <laughs> yeah. Now, now we're making light of this, but but. But it doesn't mean you should be a sissy. Right. That's not what this is talking about. That means your heart ought to be right with God so that you can be kind to one another. Mm-hmm. Okay, you need to be tenderhearted. And let, me, and let me say this. Are you ready? This is the hard part. Forgiving 
one another. Even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Ouch. And wow. I'm to forgive? Like Jesus forgave? You know that the, the book of Colossians, chapter 3, uh, verses 12 and 13, says essentially the very same thing. Even as God, even as Christ, God has forgiven you, he, um, even so do ye also. So we're supposed to forgive just like Jesus did. Uh-oh. Well, how did Jesus forgive us? What did he do? He gave himself a ransom for all. He hung on a cross. He suffered beating and scourging and insulting and spitting on and hanging for hours on a cross with nails in his hands and in his feet and a sword thrust through his side and people jeering at him. He saved others, let him save himself. No, he came to save everybody. He gave himself a ransom. You know what a ransom is all about? Uh, and, this, and this is in 1 John. Uh, he gave himself a ransom. for Ransom is when you have a kid that's kidnapped. Mm -hmm. And the kidnapper sends you a note, says you can't have him unless you pay X, unless you pay a ransom. That's the picture. We were sold under sin, the Bible said. Devil kidnapped us right out of the womb. Jesus said, I'm buying you back. That's what the word redeemed means. Mm -hmm. I'm paying the ransom. What did he do to forgive us? He hung on the cross. It says he who knew no sin yeah. became sin for us. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Oh, my goodness. We're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's how he forgave us. Listen, it says, who, who bore our sins in his own body, in his own body yeah. on the tree. Yeah. Now, I've got an article started, and this may be on our website in the next week, a week and a half, and you can get it. And it's called So Forgive. We're supposed to forgive just like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus Christ in one of the parables of, of, Matthew, of Matthew 13, he says that they ask him, how many times should we forgive? Uh, times seven times. And he said, he said 70 times seven. He was being hyperbolic. I don't know if he meant literally 490 times because I'm not keeping track of how many times I've had to forgive, but it's got to be like you're almost forgiving forever. And oh, by the way, that's how Jesus has forgiven yeah. us. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Oh, but wait a minute. That's only half the story, Curtis. And Sharon, she's sitting right here by me. I don't want to leave her out, but uh, the love of my life. This is number two on the list. Jesus is number yeah. one. You know, 
You don't mind me a number two, do you? No. Okay, bless your heart. That's why I love you. And so he, so so Jesus has gone to great lengths to forgive us. I mean, the suffering and the agony and the shame mm -hmm. to forgive us. But that's only part of the story. If you go through Old Testament scriptures, and I'm not going to go through all of them, but God, because Jesus Christ has forgotten me, I mean, forgiven me, he has forgotten my sins. He has cast my sins into the depths of the sea. And I got to ask myself, on a daily basis. This says I'm to forgive even as Jesus Christ forgave me. <laughs> How much have I suffered? Somebody lied about me. I got to pass it up and say big deal. And I've got to forgive. And dear believer, so do you. Now, what about forgetting? Well, that's the hard part. I, there are things, and the only reason I can tell you that people lied about me is because I remember that they did it. But then you've got to remember, I'm not God. Yeah, he our, can forget our, and does forget. Our sin nature is, still, is what prevents us from forgetting. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, it's our personal pride, our, our sin nature, that keeps us from being able to do it exactly the way Jesus forgave. Exactly the way. Even as Christ has forgiven us, so do also. So also do ye, and, that, and that's uh, and that is doable. But the forgetting part—that's pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. But one day I'm going to have a new body, and it'll have a new spirit in it, and uh, I won't remember the things of the past because I'll be in heaven with the Lord. And you can be too. Now, Curtis is my timekeeper here. And he says, I've got about seven minutes left. So I'm going to take them. Let's go to Ephesians chapter five. Having put off and put on and put away. He says to the believers, be ye therefore. <laughs> so here's what here's what you got to get rid of. Here's the new here's the new clothes you got to put on, and here's the things you got to put away. Now, therefore, here's how to do it. Be therefore followers of God as dear children. I can remember people laughing when Curtis and I would walk down the street. Remember one of the elder people in our neighborhood was laughing one day and I, I said, what are you laughing at? He says, your son walks just like you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a shame. You you got the same flat, uh, oh boy. ugly feet. But yeah, the, okay. Bunions. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah, that's all right. He said, be therefore followers of God. So here's how. Well, how can you be a follower of God? Stay 
in the word of God daily. Daily. I'm in it every day. I'm not perfect. By the way, here I am teaching you the word of God. And I got to tell you, if I know anything, it's that I don't know everything. That's why I've got to stay in this word of God. I have to take the attitude that almost everybody in the world, oh, I should say everybody in the world, everybody that I know is smarter than I am. But nobody's smarter than God is. That's why I have to be a follower of where the brain trust is. Be therefore followers of God as dear children. And then he says in verse 2, and, and time and time again, he tells us in the book of Ephesians how to walk. It says, and walk in love. Hmm. Now, how can we do that? The same way you can forgive. Walk in love as Christ also has loved us. I used to have Sunday school te teachers that would quote the verse, we love him because he first loved us. And that's true. But we're be, to be followers of God. And in doing so, we have to walk in love. And there are three words for Greek words for uh, translated love in the English Bible. One of them is, is uh, phileo. Brotherly love. And that means a brotherly kind of love. One of eros. That's an erotic Physical, erotic, physical, erotic, uh, erotic kind of love, and the other one is agapao, agapao agape. agape, in the noun form. Agapao is the verb form, and it means to love like God, and that's the word that's here. Walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given Himself for an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. How do you smell in the sight of God? Do you walk in love? Do you walk as Christ who gave himself for us? Have you given yourself for others? Now, I'm saying this in all kindness. I want you to know, Curtis got a, got a text from a person uh, in Wisconsin thanking him for this podcast. Thanking us. Thanking us. And she and, and it was a woman and she said, you guys, he said, point us to Jesus with kindness. She said, you bring Jesus to people in a kind way. In a kind way. And you know, the reason she said that is because, uh, She's not, uh, and I won't tell you what her background is, but she hasn't been used to receiving that kind of news, uh, that this kind of information in a kind way. But thank God she's getting it. And folks, if you're listening to us, we hope that you you two are seeing this in us mm -hmm. because we want to be kind-hearted. Right. Okay. And we want to walk in love as Christ also loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. When you put on 
when you put on the Word of God, it's like getting up in the morning, taking your shower, and putting deodorant on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Physically. That's what you're doing. So get up in the morning, take a shower in the Word of God, mm-hmm. and be a sweet-smelling savor the rest of the day. Yeah. Okay. Then it says this in verse 3 of chapter 5, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. Now we're going to pick this up uh, in our next podcast, but I'm going to read the verses. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. And then our word let appears, and it says, let no man deceive you with vain words because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. No man deceive you. In Colossians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, my wife's favorite verses, it said, Beware lest any man fool you by through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men and after the rudiments of the world. Don't be deceived. And if you do all of these things, be a whoremonger, unclean, or covetous, or idolatry, you're going to fall for it. So let no man deceive you with vain words. Because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Please be saved today. Believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior. Become a, an obedient child, a newborn babe, so that you can grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And with that, we'll close in prayer. God, thank you for this time you've given us together.